It's the O Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, CW. Thank you so much for listening. Slap that bell on YouTube and make sure you get notified when new videos go live. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast on any and all podcasting platforms. Let's get started. Today, we are going to be doing a new thing. A nice little three-part episode uh, game, let's call it. It's called, uh, the name is... uh, Jobbers, workers, and headliners. How about that? We'll pick three people and we'll firmly put them in the jobber category. We'll put them in the mid-card worker territory. And then obviously the money-making headline territory. There's so many people we can pick from. But coming out of Elimination Chamber and now firmly feet, boots to the ground on the road to WrestleMania. Let's break down some of the bigger stars who kind of fall down into these categories. Let's get started. Uh, right, let's start with the lowest card, the jobbers. Uh, I'm going to talk about Meechin for a, a moment. I love Mia Yim. I think Mia Yim is one of the best women on the roster, really. She's versatile. She's strong. She's got a good presence. When she returned with the OC to take on the Judgment Day in their whatever four, five-week feud that they had, and she really, you know, I don't know, I wouldn't say turn the tide, but definitely had some great interactions with Rhea Ripley, who is also, you know, a powerhouse. It was a great dynamic for those two teams. But then AJ went down and the the good brothers took the took to the sidelines because if AJ's not there, they aren't doing anything. So they might as well hang out. But Meacham, uh Mia Yim is kind of floating a little bit. So she's coming out without her faction. And with that, she's taken a lot of L's and it's at the benefit of getting Piper Niven over as a, you know, force to be reckoned with in the women's division. Sure. But she's not racking up the way she should. And in the women's division, it's not stacked or deep enough that she has any, let's say, you know, fodder for her to rack up some wins as well. So she's ended up taking a lot of those pins and and kind of getting beat up or just losing, not even getting pinned or whatever. So she's kind of falling into that jobber territory, which is sad to me because I think her return was very much, you know, celebrated. And I would like to see her closer to the title, uh, the title scene, potentially in uh, NXT, kind of what they did with Mandy Rose, where they kind of sent her down and then she dominated NXT for like a year or so. I'd love uh, Mia Yim to kind of get that back. But she's on the main roster and I'm sure she's happy to be there. She is getting TV time. And obviously, anytime you're in the ring in front of the crowd, it's a good thing. So don't take this as a, a slight, but I, I just want I want her. I actually I just want her to be like the SmackDown champ or something. I feel like she can carry a Friday night. But moving on to the mid-card worker, the worker territory. Who's in the worker territory? Uh, Madcap Moss. How strange is that? I don't know too much about that guy. I do know that he was paired up with uh, The Miz, was it? No. Uh, man, who was Madcap Moss tagged up with? It was such a long time ago. Uh, I don't remember. Was it Baron Corbin? Oof, I don't remember. But anyway, he's getting a push and you know he took on Gunther for the Intercontinental title didn't win but it elevated his status quite a bit to the point where people are you know saying his name again and him and Emma are kind of moving up the card after getting absolutely trounced 
months ago, just getting buried by Karrion Cross. They didn't even get entrances into the ring on Friday Night SmackDown. Cross and Scarlett just put them, put them through, and then walked away and and didn't take any of that momentum and carried anywhere. But now Madcap is back, and I think he can be a really good mid card, just workhorse, putting in the time, putting people over, getting over with uh, with Emma. Hopefully, the duo will do some good work on on SmackDown and kind of start some new angles. I think having them revisit the Karrion Cross Scarlet thing makes a little sense since they are, you know, both a, a intergender a duo. And given that Karrion Cross's sort of vendetta against Rey Mysterio makes no sense, uh, even though his promos are still top notch with, uh, with the legend, uh, especially when he said that he wanted kids until he saw how Dominic treats Rey. And then he's like, ah, I rethought that. That's great. That's a great, uh, take that's such a real promo so it's it's it, it it landed it's funny but having madcap kind of try and get some revenge on carrying after he buried him would be great and honestly madcap is such a strange character to begin with i'm trying i'm waiting to see where his character goes but he can put in the work and they obviously are backing him because he's you know getting pushed to take on you know intercontinental champions and at this point after the Royal Rumble, Gunther is a made man. He can make anybody in a match. So if you'd have a good match with Gunther slash Walter slash the Intercontinental Champion, you're you're probably on your way. And again, I don't think uh, I don't think it's a bad thing to elevate these these people. They need they need people in the the company who are just like solid, like Intercontinental Champion chasers, right? That's why we st- we still need a couple more, not a couple more, maybe one more title for the men's division and definitely another title for the women's division. And finally, in our top spot, the headliners, the top of the top, the tippy, tippy top. We're going with Austin Theory. What? Austin Theory, huh? Why? Austin Theory has had such a fantastic run since summer of last year where he lost the title. Um, no, he lost the, the Money in the Bank briefcase and everyone called him lame and whatnot. And it was honestly the best thing for him. Now he's got the US title. He won the Elimination Chamber. He won it in the heelest way possible with Logan Paul helping out and kind of curb stomping Seth Rollins, but he won nonetheless. And it just elevates him to the spot where I think he was originally supposed to be. I, th- I like the, the road that they took with Austin Theory to get him where he needed to be, which was they had to crush him and then build him back up. They needed to they needed a traditional heel, and he wasn't a traditional heel. He was a very a, a golden boy type heel where they were like, oh, we're giving you the whole world, even though you're not you know doing anything to kind of earn it. That's, you know, the, the sentiment that people were, were getting through the storyline because he was paired up with Vince. But now he's, you know, he's been through the ringer. They literally crushed everything about his character from before. They took his selfie stick away. He was, he's not doing any of those things anymore. They were like, no, you're going to be, you're going to be the, the shit heel. You're going to be the guy who will win no matter what. He'll be smarmy and smug, but you don't need a cell phone. And I, I loved, I loved that they, they kind of broke down his character to build him back up. And now coming out of Elimination Chamber, he has so much momentum to go into WrestleMania and put on a fantastic match 
and kudos to Triple H for making these these um, workhorse titles, the U.S. title and Intercontinental title, matter so much more. When you have a whole elimination chamber for the U.S. title with the champ in the the in the match, you really do put some some stank on that title and make people want it. So coming out of that elimination chamber with Montez Ford going nuts, and now with uh, with Seth Rollins firmly in a Logan Paul program for WrestleMania, I'm interested to see who's going to step up and take on Austin Theory at Mania. Hopefully he gets to have his Mania moment. I'm, I'm looking forward to their match. Austin Theory is a great friggin' talent. The dude's getting better on the mic every week. He has a great look. He has great moves. He's strong. He can cut a great promo. I think he makes a fantastic heel. I think he would make an interesting uh, face down the line somewhere, but not now. I think he's just learning his, his whole heel shtick. And hopefully he gets a really good opponent that'll help build some cool wrestling well, WrestleMania moments. Is it Edge? Is it Bobby Lashley again? Is it, I don't know, who, who do you think he's going to re- wrestle at WrestleMania? I, I've missed, I don't see any news about who he's going to take on. But he's definitely headliner material. And maybe they'll have like a U.S. title versus Intercontinental title match. And Gunther can bury his ass too. Uh, what do you guys think of our new uh, jobber, worker, headliner breakdown? Let me know in the comments. I appreciate everything you say. I'll get to every comment if you leave one. Thank you so much for listening. Hit the bell, subscribe, tell your mom about the podcast, and don't you ever forget. I'm your friend, but if I ever see you in the ring, I can beat you. Don't you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah!